everyone. Welcome to the Wisecast by Sundaram Mutual. The Wisecast will cover everything from the world of finance and investments for you. Through our podcast, we will try to make this world easy for you to understand and share views, strategies and tips to help you make the most of your investments. Stay tuned. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about mutual fund returns, more specifically rolling returns. We have with us Sunil Subramaniam, Managing Director of Sundaram Mutual. Welcome to the Wisecast, Sunil. Thank you, uh, Shweta. Most investors invest in mutual funds for the opportunity to earn higher returns and while doing this, they look at the past returns before investing. Is this sufficient? How should investors view past returns of mutual funds? Well, it's an easy uh, thing to do to just go to a, a commonly available website like Value Research or moneycontrol.com and choose a fund based on past returns. And uh, while uh, this is the way majority of investors and distributors select funds, I think there are two or three nuances here. One is that, as we know, they say you know, that history repeats itself, but you also know that the history cannot be used to predict the future. So to some extent, usage of past returns uh, is a little bit misleading in terms of the fact that the reasons that a fund delivered a particular return in a particular time frame of the past may not be necessarily true for the time frame the investors making his current investment. Now, while that being said, it is a very complex topic on how one goes about selecting mutual funds. And while past returns are a part, they are a necessary part of the whole exercise. They are not a sufficient part, right? Now, before we get into the necessary versus sufficient question, which we'll probably go in greater detail in a later podcast, at this point, let's look at the kind of past returns are there. Are all the same kind of returns? Are there different types of past returns? And if there are different choices, then is there a some past return which is a better uh, bet in terms of predicting future returns than other types? So I think uh, going on to the to the next point is what are the types of returns? So there are three types of returns. So Sunil, what are these three types of returns? So there are what is known as absolute returns, annualized returns and rolling returns. So let me explain briefly what they are, right? The absolute return is the actual point-to-point -point growth or degrowth, as the case may be, in the value of your investment over the period of time. And the common way to calculate this is simply to take the ending value and divide it by the beginning value and subtract one from it. So let's say you invested at 10 rupees and that it is now 16 rupees all you do your absolute return is is 60 percent because it's 116 divided by 10 minus 1 which is 6 so in a way when you calculate absolute returns all you're seeing is the the way your wealth has grown obviously sometimes it can go negative too so the absolute return is simply a point-to-point -point growth of your uh, assets the annualized return is nothing but to take that time period and put it down in a terms of annual returns. And the common usage of the term is called CAGR, Compounded Annual Growth and Returns. So this compounded average, right, is the 
way of annualizing. So the same 10 rupees over 6, if it was over 2 years and over 3 years, obviously the annual returns would be different, right? So this is a simple way of presenting it on an annualized basis. And this is far more relatable because when you are alternate investment sources like a public provident for a bank deposit, when they say 7%, they mean 7% per annum. So this per annum is the annualized way, is the most common way. Also bear in mind that uh, when mutual funds declare these returns, uh, the regulator has a specific uh, rule here that any returns below one year may be presented in an absolute fashion. But once they cross one year, it is mandatory to reflect them in an annualized return basis. So mostly the common published returns of various mutual funds will reflect this, that less than one year would be absolute, more than one year will be annualized. Now, the third aspect of it is the rolling returns, right? Now, what rolling returns are, are nothing but uh, taking away or attempting to take away the timing impact of the returns. So, when you're looking now at, let's say, a fund to invest in and you're taking out the past three years return. So, the date you're looking at, if it, let's say, today is the 1st of May, you are then looking at uh, the three years from the 1st of May three years ago. So, it's a point-to-point return which you can look at in absolute terms or in annualized terms over that period. What rolling returns does is it says that as of today a fund and obviously you can do this exercise only for a fund which has already existed longer than the time period that you are looking at. So if you want to take three year rolling returns that fund I mean must have been present at least for three years but three years is not good enough because you will have only one point of uh, data. So it's, say let's say you have a fund which has been existing for 10 years right and you are looking at the three-year return. Why are you looking at the three-year return? Because you want to invest for three years, one. Second is you want a tool which can predict. The reason I say this is that mutual fund returns, right, are a function of the world economy, the Indian economy, the business cycles that happens. So very often if you see in three-year periods, there could be three-year periods where nobody gave any returns because the economy was very dull and three years when everybody gave a lot of returns. So whether that future nobody has a, as a as a palm leaf in their hand by which they can predict the future to say that the next three years is going to be equal to the previous three years. So the the biggest problem in taking the just the three past year returns is that there is no predictive value to it whether the next three years are going to be a replica of the previous three years. But suppose you have a three-year outlook, right? And you want to know what is the probability that in the next three years this fund would deliver. Then the best way to do that is to look at three-year time frames over the lifetime of that fund. So the concept of rolling returns is very simply implemented by starting on day one of the fund and say if I on day one I made a three-year investment, what was the return, annualized return we are talking about, not absolute returns, at the end of the three years. And then you say the second day you make a fresh three-year investment. The third day you make a fresh three-year. Like that in its lifetime, you'll probably end up with hundreds of periods if it's a fund which has been there for a decade, where you would have various three-year time slots. Now, when you take those three-year time slots, and let's say you're getting about 1,000 three-year time slots, then the average return over this period gives you a fair sense of what the average return is likely to be over the next three years because you've done that over a long period of time. The second advantage of going a long period of time is that you also cover business cycles, right? In the sense that if you have some idea about the economy's current state and you feel it's a good part or the bad part, you can look at the worst rolling return 
if you feel that the economy is not headed for a good state and look at what's my downside what is the worst scenario if i take a three year outlook and if if you feel very bullish about the economic thing and you feel that in three years then you can look at the best case scenario so rolling returns allows you not only look at an average three year but also allows you to look at a very optimistic three year scenario and a pessimistic three year scenario so the benefit of a rolling return is that it's using an average of over a long period of the past to get it a predictive value for the future now while it's a predictive value it's a again an average predictive value please bear in mind so this rolling returns is actually something like uh, taking out the impact of business cycles and economic status right in terms of trying to arrive at what is the likely return over a 3 year period so obviously it is a much superior methodology to either simply taking the past absolute return or the past annualized returns so between the annualized absolute and rolling returns investors would do better to look at rolling returns uh, absolutely i don't think there is a doubt in 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 uh, which type of return they should look at rolling returns clearly stands head and shoulders above the others in terms of the fact that it's able to give you all the three scenarios and you can match it to both what your view of the economy and the business cycle is what your advisor's view is to you and what time frame is it that you have in your mind because you may need that money for a particular event in your life like a daughter's wedding or a son's education whatever the case may be so the rolling returns carries the benefit right that it is not a point to point return of a point in time but over various points in time and hence it gives you a fully done homework in front of you the final decision making lies between you and your advisor in the rolling returns also helps you for example let me assume that you are a risk covers investor you say i understand the benefits of the stock market and that it gives me superior returns but i don't want a loss i don't want to risk a loss so the rolling returns analysis if done then today with advanced computing all of these number crunches can be done in a jiffy is that you can look at at what time frame in this particular fund did i never lose money in that time invest so let's take that you have chosen a mid cap fund as you know mid caps are volatile and at times the mid cap funds can even lose value for you but there are specific funds you know for example you know my, to talk about a fund like sundaram select mid cap which is there where over a five year time frame you know you never lost money in the worst of scenarios so for a risk averse investor entering into a risky space like the mid cap this gives you a clue that over a 15 year time frame of the fund's existence if you had stayed invested for five years you never lost money so that is a, a peace of mind issue right for a risk averse investor to enter into a riskier space of mid cap you choose a five year time frame you can sleep easy that the past track record over 15 years says that you never lost money when you stayed in it for five years so rolling returns are beneficial in that not only can it give you worst case scenarios best case scenarios and average or maybe realistic scenarios it can also help you determine the time frame that you should look at to avoid risk at the same time right if you want to maximize return if you look at the average returns obviously looking at the maximum returns will be a fallacy because you don't know whether the next 3 years or next 5 years is going to give the maximum but the average over a long period of time let's say you have a 1 year average return and a 3 year rolling return average return and a 5 year if you look at it and see where is the time that you got a maximum average that gives you a clue that over that period of time the fund is able to ride the economic cycles and deliver value so rolling returns is 
very very beneficial in multiple ways as i've just laid out and i would unhesitatingly say that just if at all you are going to continue the process of relying predominantly on past returns to make your investment decisions then the tool of your choice unambiguously should be the rolling returns methodology so uh websites like morningstar and value research publish the annualized returns so how would an investor get these rolling returns i think the 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 key point is that um uh, a benefit of an advisor should never be underestimated right so i think that the individual investor to be able to do rolling returns all the funds and to evaluate it's a lot of time consuming so a very knowledgeable uh, you know investor with a lot of time at his hand can have a computer model and can can develop this but i think that there are you know high quality advisors out in the market who do use rolling returns methodology so i would recommend that you challenge your advisor ask him what is the rolling returns uh uh, uh you no know, experience of this fund over its lifetime how does it compare and ask him to give you the data and in that decision making process which will obviously a joint one between you and the advisor that input should be carrying a key value so i would say that this strengthens uh, the importance of having a advisor who can do this number crunching for you and then help you take the right decisions Wow, that's great. We sure our listeners have a better understanding of rolling returns and absolute and annualized returns. And I think they're all going to go out there and talk to their advisors and ask them, "Hey, give me the rolling returns when I'm investing." Thank you so much yeah. Sunil for being with us today and explaining this concept to us. Hi, thank you and wishing investors all the very best. The Wise Cast is a podcast initiative by Sundaram Mutual. We hope you like listening to us as much as we love presenting it to you. Stay tuned to the Wisecast to learn more about the world of mutual funds and investing. Until next time, happy investing. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme related documents carefully.